Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. I don't know, you were having a job application or something was happening and how did it go? Those are such important things. And, and, and I've been thinking quite a lot about this whole thing about, about connection as we've been doing the, the dedications this morning and stuff like that. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to use the term tonight, the, the glory of connection, somehow connecting, somehow being together, somehow knowing each other and being known by each other and, and, and being in some sort of community is so much more than we give it credit for. It's, it's such a significant and important thing. There's something about the people of God being together. And, and when the people of God come together, that's church essentially. So we kind of put ourselves in rows and we sing worship songs and all of that. And, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. We meet at five, we start it, you know, kind of. But that's church is when the people of God come together. And there's something about it that, that's like it's, um, it's pregnant with promise, in a sense, anything could happen when the people of God get together and when they, and when they sort of, I don't know, uh, open up 
and, and stretch themselves and, and make themselves available to God and connect with each other. I think it's an incredible thing. And so sometimes it's really tangible, like my moment at the back of church. Sometimes it's more implicit. You know, sometimes it's like, well, I, I don't even know why we came that day. I mean, let's face it. You know, sort of sometimes all of those things happen. And yet the possibilities are incredible. And I can't help but be lured by that again and again and again. There's something within me every week that thinks something amazing could happen today. And it's, you know, kind of it's often not explosive from the front, but it's something amazing could happen in the back row today, tonight, even tonight, you know, kind of while we're here today. And so welcome. I know it's not always perfect, you know. We had this meaningful moment about our lost parents. There could have been others who, who were grieving on Sunday morning or on Sunday night and didn't have a magic moment. I know it's not perfect. It doesn't always work like that. You will have experienced, hopefully, the former, but I'm bound, I bet most of us have experienced the latter at times when it didn't seem to, to come together. So it's, it's not perfect at all. It's just that when we as church and when we as people are together and play our part, that there is, there is the potential for magnificence, there's a potential for brilliance, and I just can't get over it. So it's amazing when you read the New Testament and Jesus is teaching and Jesus is um, doing miracles and, and, and telling people, um, you know, kind of just right ways to live. So often he's talking to groups. You know, he's, he's, he's rarely, it sometimes happens, but he's so often talking to groups. If you get further into the New Testament and you read the letters of Paul, um, you discover that most of the letters are written to churches. They're written to groups of people, just, just kind of people like us in, in a way. And, and they were delivered and they were read around small groups or they're read in church services. And it's like, you know, kind of, I wonder what Paul's saying. I wonder what it all means that they were addressed corporately rather than singly, there is something incredibly important about it. There's something about being together that offers something that, that can never be achieved by us when we're alone. And in fact, in fact, I'm convinced that faith doesn't grow alone, that somehow we're hardwired to grow together. That doesn't mean to say, you know, formal church is necessarily the thing that everybody will always be in. But being together is going to be important. Today, I want to talk about the glory of that. I want to talk about, I want to encourage us, hopefully inspire us towards being part of this incredible thing that God, I think, wants to do. And for us as a Shaw Vineyard Church, how we kind of put on our sign up the top, loving God, loving others, you know, kind of worship, I guess, is a given, but but loving others are a really important thing. And so I want to explore some of those things. When when um, the Bible starts to talk to about the people of God, it, to, it, it tends to come together with metaphor and, and sometimes collective nouns. One of the, th- one of the metaphors that's used um, for, for, for the people of God is that we're a family, uh, that, that we're brought together. I couldn't really find a picture of a family, so it also says we're sheep. So I sort of thought, well, we could be a family of sheep. So, so you kind of choose the one that you are. So I, I think it talks about us nicely as sheep. We just think of sheep as being really stupid, eh? So, but I, I don't think that's the sheep that God's talking about. But we are a family together. Um, and so Paul would write, and he talks about, he says, let us do good to all people. That's really important, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And it's like, you know, you might be visiting tonight, you might be occasional tonight or something like that, but for tonight at least, this is our family. This is, this is, our, this is our collective spiritual family. Or as um, Peter says in that second scripture, love your spiritual family. There's something about loving our spiritual family that changes things, that changes things for the better and is worth pursuing, I think. 
And so let me just show you the dedications this morning. So we're along here. So we, we had um, six children who we dedicated this morning. Why am I showing you this? Because these guys are part of your family. And so, you know, kind of of the people who are here, some of you will know, Matt will know lots of them. He's, he's, he's grinning because uh, he's been our children's bastard. Joel will probably know some of the family. Shante will definitely know some of them because she has them when she um, uh, works in uh, uh, our sparklers group in the morning. But um, there's, that, there's, that, there's that idiot in the blue shirt across there with his hands up. It's not his family. I don't know how he got into the picture. Um, but we've got... Um, uh, Amy and Raj on the left-hand side, and we dedicated their little daughter, um, Talia. And um, so this is Raj and Amy, um, and this is Ashton, their little boy. And he's pretty grown up now, eh, Matt? So you've seen him go through some things. So these guys are, these guys are family. These are, these are people for us to celebrate and know. Um, next, you've got Alex and Parker. And um, have they only got... Oh, yeah, and, this, and down here... There's um, Taika Takoha, and um, so he's sort of running away. They've got um, a couple of beautiful korowai, um, except there's a, a slightly different term for that, which I can't remember right now. And then this is their daughter, Nakurakura o Hininui Tapo. And um, Parker may well come and just speak briefly at the end of this message. He's going to try and come because the fam- you know, it's family dinner time at the moment because he's, he's starting um, something called Te Ara Māori, uh, on Tuesday week, which is uh, an introduction to Tereo. Um, he's doing it here in church. It's fully booked, so you, you can't, but he's got a waiting list, and you can join it later, but it's because he's part of family. Who have we got then? We've got um, Jamie and Phil, um, and this is uh, their little one who's Zachary, and their other um, child who is Judah. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm doing this. I, I do know these things. <laughs> um, and then we've got Megan and Caleb, and this is their little Naomi, and their boys, uh, Elliot and Travis. Thank you, Matt. We're doing, we're doing well here. And this is Andrew and Caitlin, um, relatively recent immigrants from South Africa, and their little daughter, Erica. And it was wriggly and noisy and all of those sorts of things, and we were family together. And I, and I, I, I introduce you to them with some pride because they're part of your family as well, and you might see them or you might pop in one Sunday, and somehow they are people for us to love as well. Of course, there are some more familiar faces around. Our sort of our front row guys, you know, kind of uh, got married, as you do, sort of a few months ago now. When was it? Was it May? I think that they got married, so how beautiful was that? Alex and Simeon, they're not here tonight, but of course they got married in February. And of course it's a bit hard not to go, oh, you know, kind of when you have a wedding photo and stuff like that. But, you know, kind of people doing life together, people moving their lives forward together. I mean, what a, what a privilege it is to be in the midst of those sort of um, uh, events that are taking place in people's lives. Um, Reuben Cash is House Officer of the Month. Can you tell us what House Officer of the Month means? Just that. <laughs> there you go. Doc. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I just saw, just saw it on Facebook this week. His, his, um, his wife posted this, I've got to say. He wasn't, he wasn't doing it for himself. Um, but I saw it and texted him and said, can I show this photo? I just want to show this photo because we get to celebrate when people among us are doing a great job. You look like you're going to say something. So do... No? I thought you were going to answer in some way. No, no, I know it wasn't part of the deal, so no, that's, that's <laughs> absolutely all right. Well done. 
It's great to be together with people in family. What, have, what else have we got? We've got some baptisms. So on the left is um, Eden Jones, who we baptised at Camp Out in the mill, and two slices is um, Trent McDonald, who we baptised at um, the McLaughlin's one night recently, and Stacey Skinner, who is here. She was here earlier. She's, where are you, Stacey? She's, she's out, out there. So baptism. So we get to be in people's, you know, big parts and little parts of people's lives and what a privilege it is that we're invited to them. We had a couple who came to our morning service um, about two years ago, and they came from another church. And, and on the first Sunday, as I tend to do, so where, where have you come from? Oh, you've, you've come from another church. Um, so how come, what, what brings you here? And they said, well, we've been in this other church for, you know, however long it was. And, and, they, and they said, but, you know, even despite as long as we've been, we just didn't make any friends. And so we've arrived here in, in the hope of making friends. And I felt a little nervous around that because you can easily come to church or easily come into an environment of people and, and not really connect. And that happens in our church just as it happens in anybody else's church. And, um, and I, was, I was a little bit concerned. Well, one of those, one of that couple had a birthday recently, posts on Facebook, a, a picture of the, of the birthday. And I look at the picture and every face in that picture, about a dozen faces are, pe- are people from our church. It's like, it looks like they've made friends. It's like, you know, I came with a lack and I, and I found within my environment something that's um, life-changing and giving me life. Jaden, who's um, uh, an intern with us this year, who most of you know, he's in um, Napier this weekend, competing in the North Shore Youth Symphonic Band at the Concert Band Nationals. It's, um, I'm not sure how he's gone. Jaden's getting baptised in a couple of weeks um, before or after our night service. Things are happening in his life, and we get to share in that and be in that. Becca's dad's terminally ill, and we get to be in that process as well. You know, Matt's just been out of hospital with a punctured lung. We get to be part of that process as well. You know, Tim's grandmother in New Plymouth, I think, fell over and broke her arm just during the week. You know, we're all doing life. You know, we're all seeing, you know, we're all celebrating. We're all, we're all experiencing the, I don't know, the twists and turns of the reality of life. It's not sort of, you know, going to this is just so glorious. We can show kind of pictures of ourselves doing really well, but we're, we're engaged in this thing called life. And when we get to do it together, somehow there's a strength to that process. And so we're a family. And one of the great things we get to do is figure out what that looks like, for goodness sake. What does it look like with this group of people, the way that this church is, or this congregation's morphing, or the morning and the evening church is morphed? It also talks about in the Scriptures that we're a temple. A little bit harder to kind of get a, get a handle on. Temple's almost a, I mean, another religion type of title for us today or maybe an Old Testament type of title. But there's a really, really significant Scripture in 2 Corinthians 6.16 that I've read anew as I've thought about us being connecting this week. And that's, um, this it says, for Paul says, For your temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them. Note the plurals. And walk among them, and I will be their, their God, and they shall be my people. Quoting the Old Testament. But it's a corporate scripture. Somehow, as we are, as we are seeking and pushing forward in the things of God, there is a, there is a, a I don't know, a, a provision or a promise or, a, or an engagement with God that we kind of don't do or doesn't happen for whatever reason it is 
when we're alone, but when we're doing these things. And so when we come and when, we can, when we're part of, be it in a service or be it in a small group or be it in, informally or, or formally or whatever it might be, the, the potential for God to be in the mix of what we're doing is engaged by us being together. A transcendent moment, a moment where heaven could break in. You know, kind of we are in the presence of that sort of moment, which is pretty enticing. Every time we pray, there's an opportunity for God to move. Where two or three are gathered in my name, Jesus says, there I am in the midst of them. And there's just this wonderful sense of God being in the picture as we operate as his temple. And so what we're wanting to do is at the end of tonight's message, we're going to just worship together and and, and, and raise again, you know, kind of with our new song, a sense of, you know, kind of corporate adoration to God, how beautiful it was, the worship that we've already had. And, and, and I think maybe give an opportunity, if anyone would like to be prayed for, another thing that we get to do where we can expect the, the temple to kick in at that point as we open situations for God to move, a wonderful thing. The Bible also talks about us being a body. We are a body. It describes us as... A body, not just as a whole lot of individual parts, but as a body that functionally works together. It says we are various parts of a human body, or like that each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. That's an amazing sentence. If I read it right, each of us gets our meaning from the body as a whole. It's like each of us gets our meaning from the person who's next to us, just as much as we get our meaning from ourselves. So it's, it's in the corporate sense that we discover who and what we are. It's in the, in the broader sense that we discover those things. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. There's something about God bringing us together like that. And so we don't become a couple of superstars. You know, kind of we, we employ sort of a great preacher or we employ a great worship leader or something like that, and we put them up the front, and they do all of the great thing. But to, it's, no, it's, it's something that we do together. It's something that we grow in together. And so sometimes the body works incredibly effectively and sometimes it lets us down, but that's the challenge that we get to face. So many, many years ago, it was about 20 years ago, so I mean a long time in the context of this, you know, kind of young congregation. But um, I, was, I was pastoring way back in those days and I had a whole year, 2001, that I, that I went into a very dark space. And it's kind of hard to be in a dark space when you're pastoring because you've sort of got to get up and you've got to say that everything's good. And so that's a, that's a particular challenge of my sort of job or my sort of call, and sometimes you go through those things. And one of the things that I determined um, when I was in that particular place is that I would, uh, that I, would um, I don't know, double down in a sense on some of the practices that were really important to me. And so my scripture reading and those sorts of things that, I, that were normal to me, I... I, 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 I held on to them like they were a lifeline, even though they were giving me no joy. And the other thing that I did is that I was, I was part of a home group, and so I went to this home group. I wasn't leading it, but I went to it every week, every week when it, never, when it, when it didn't seem to make sense or resonate or I wasn't even with people that I wanted particularly to be with necessarily. And in the course of that year, just slowly, slowly, as people cared for me, and I shared a few things within that group that I wouldn't share sort of, you know, kind of from the front in church, I slowly was healed, I suppose. I slowly came out of my, out of my slough 
and I and I and I rose and I experienced and the the light the dark was gone after a while and the light became as the body began to work together. Um, we have, like I was talking about before, we have a strengths finder workshop that we've got coming out. It's not sort of like a, you know, I know how to fill a Saturday. Why don't we get Julianne? It'll probably be pretty good. It's like this would be a great investment in us growing as a people, you know, growing as individuals, yes, but growing as a people walking forward so that we can, we can have the sense of being together, of being connected, of, of sort of asking, you know, what were your top five? Oh, man, man, I can't, can't believe, um, you know, kind of you're that. I would have picked you as that, you know, sort of to, to, to gain a little bit of traction in the things that we're doing. So I encourage you to come. You know, kind of it's a, it's a connected thing to say yes to that rather than, well, I'm not going to give up my Saturday afternoons for something like that. I mean, why would they do that? I can't believe that. I'm lucky if I want to go to church on Sunday night or something like that. It's like if we, if we sort of collectively say, this is great, let's be a family, let's be a body, let's be a temple together, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, same with the Enneagram um, workshop that we do on September the 11th, an opportunity for us to grow together and to know who and what we are together. And then we're, we're kicking off a series next week, which I want to kind of mention a little bit as we're calling it Why God? And, 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 and because we've got pilgrim, pilgrimage as our theme for the whole year, you know, we're, we're trying to figure it out what is to walk with Jesus. And we came out of our On the Road series in Tim 2 and in Tim 3, we're doing Why God? And we're saying, you know, kind of pilgrimage when the wheels fall off. What happens when you wake up and God's not nice anymore? What happens when you wake up and prayer doesn't seem to be answered anymore or, or it doesn't make sense or, you know, kind of the person that you look to lets you down or, you know, whatever it is. What about deserts? What about, you know, kind of where is God in those times? And we're going to, I think we're going to have to be brave in this series. But what a potential there is in this series to ask those questions and together soldier through them, together feel the burn of them, together, you know, be there for one another as maybe it triggers something or may, maybe we struggle in some areas. And we're going we're gonna to try and do our very best to have the, you know, kind of just the best of thought through that series. And we want to encourage you to be part of that because I think it's, it's just a, a fantastic thing that we can do. Um, it doesn't look like Parker's here, so I won't be able to introduce him. But again, sort of a celebration of the body of the opportunity that we have as a body to to gain from glean from the strengths that we have, and um, Parker, as a um, you know kind of a fully immersed bilingual person, bringing slowly into our into our church um, community the opportunity for um, you know just lifting the level of our understanding of Rao and 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 culture and tikanga and, and, and all of the things that, you know, kind of are, are, are there and somehow an opportunity and offering it to us as a, as a people. What a great opportunity those things are. And so the Bible talks about a whole lot of other collective noun type things or metaphors. It talks about a bride. We're a bride. It talks about us being um, a, sort of a, a workforce, probably a bad word, but, a, but, a, but a, a, a gathering of workers. It talks about us um, being an army at one point or, or at multiple points, and, and, and we could go into those things, but, but enough for tonight. But, but all of those things would lead me to observe two or three things. I think these are probably worth your thinking as we come to the end tonight. I think what it says is that this whole thing, connection, everyone gets to play. It's like when we withhold for some reason, 
And maybe it's for a really good reason because we're struggling or whatever. But, but somehow we get the opportunity to be together. It's, um, it's just a, 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 um, an incredibly important thing for us. You know, kind of, um, and when we don't play, we, we all lose. And so it's a significant thing for us to sort of sense, well, okay, I have something that I've got that I can contribute to this thing. I think another observation that I make is the one least like you. I was looking up, looking up at that thinking, the one you like least, oh, that's, that's not very good. But the, the one who is least like you has the most to offer. And I think, you know, kind of in, a, in our morning congregation, I like to say we have 10 decades represented. So we, we literally have nine decades. So we have, um, uh, I think, two people who are in their 80s. So that's the ninth decade. And, and everybody underneath. And my uncle Peter, who's 93, lives in New Plymouth, listens to our podcast. Can you believe it? It's like, man. It's like, and how is Shaw Vineyard, he says to me. You know, so, oh, sorry, Uncle Peter, if, you, if you're listening to this. So, so blessed by that. So 10 decades or something. The one least like you. A little harder in a congregation like this because we're, we're a flatter age band. But it's like the ones who are least like you probably have the most to teach you. And I say that as to young people with older people, but I say that to older people with young people as well. So, so I don't say it in a, in a sort of a top-down or anything like that. It's like, you know, the, the joy of crossing the room, the joy of sort of saying to somebody, you know, I was, um, I, I was in church um, here about six weeks ago and really unusually for me. And it's like, because I've been around for a long time and I'm pretty confident in all of that sort of thing. I'm standing on the outer, out there, sort of feeling a bit awkward. Um, and I'm kind of not, you know, kind of, I'm usually not so awkward that I play on my phone like, you know, kind of a lot of people seem to do or something like that. Just to, to, But it's like, I'm feeling quite awkward and I feel like this is my home and stuff like that. And bless her, Taryn comes over. And we had a great, well, I, I had a great talk with Taryn, <laughs> and I hope, I hope it was reciprocated or something like that. And it was like, you know, kind of the, the crossing of the room thing brought me, brought me sheer pleasure. So thank you. And yet, you know, kind of in that sense, you'd probably look around, oh, they're okay, or they know, blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's like, actually, when we, when we act like that, it's a really powerful thing. I think in observation, it's good to have our crises in community. You know, if you've never had a crisis, well, I'm sure that we've all had crises. Our instinct is to, is to run when we're in crisis. I think the thing I've learned is if we can do our crises, you have to be careful who you tell, all of that sort of thing. If we can do our crises in community, the chances of us getting through it in a positive sort of way are greatly enhanced. Um, my home group story would be one of that. And then finally, I think it's an opportunity for us to invest invest in vulnerability. And we're not very good at that as New Zealanders, are we? We're sort of, um, you know, we're, we're pretty proud. We're pretty independent. Makes our country great, all of that sort of thing. But there's an aspect of invitation of God that we would not just be kind of strangers, that we wouldn't just be shoulder to shoulder sitting in church, you know, kind of thing, and then, you know, kind of fleeing out the door, but somehow we would be invested in each other. I think that is a really significant thing. So there's a, a, a speaker called Brené Brown, who many of you will know, and she speaks a lot on, on a lot of topics, but, but a lot on courage and shame, uh, empathy and vulnerability. And she gave us TED Talk on vulnerability, which I want to just wind up with. So listen to this. But there's another way, and I'll leave you with this. This is what I have found, to let ourselves be seen, deeply seen, vulnerably seen. To love with our whole hearts, even though there's no guarantee. 
And that's really hard. And I can tell you as a parent, that's excruciatingly difficult. To practice gratitude and joy in those moments of kind of terror when we're wondering, can I love you this much? Can I believe in this as passionately? Can I be this fierce about this? Just to be able to stop and instead of catastrophizing what might happen to say, I'm just so grateful because to feel this vulnerable means I'm alive. And the last, which I think is probably the most important, is to believe that we're enough. Because when we work from a place, I believe, that says, I'm enough, then we stop screaming and start listening. We're kinder and gentler to the people around us, and we're kinder and gentler to ourselves. That's all I have. I just love that sense of, you know, but there's another way. You know, we could kind of do church as more or less strangers, or we could be a church that is a family and a body and a temple and an army and all of those sorts of things. And in a sense, we get to choose that every time we come or don't come or, you know, choose to talk to someone or don't choose to or, you know, choose to text somebody or remember their birthday or whatever it might be. We get to, we get to create that. And what a wonderful thing it would be to let ourselves be seen, deeply seen, to love with our whole hearts, to practice gratitude and joy and to know that we are enough. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.